So Alon Reyes, the chief executive of Reyes Corp, has been travelling to nowhere other than Oxford, England, the seat of civilised learning, academia. And you go there to teach. I go there to lecture. Yeah, I'm very privileged. And, to, and this time, I was allowed to actually go to the lectures, which was the best part. So when, into the microphone, into the microphone, into the yeah. microphone, there we go. They might teach you lots of things at Oxford, but they don't teach you mic technique. Um, so um, you attended lectures at Oxford as well. How long were you there? I was there for a week. I went to the executive MBA class. I taught them and I went to the strategy and innovation class. And it was absolutely amazing. If you put a stethoscope on my head, you would have heard popcorn going off the whole time. <laughs> but it is amazing to go to these great institutions of higher learning because they learn in a different way. They teach in a different way. They absorb in a different way. And it's about expanding your brain, not necessarily learning dates, numbers, and figures. It's also about how they frame things. And, you know, when, you, when you're in a place like that, they frame things in such a big scale. So they're analyzing whether or not uh, the electric car will ever take off. So... Um, that, that, that's the kind of questions that they're answering, not uh, the, you know, sales less cost of sales. You know. So what is the answer? Will the electric car take off? If certain things fall in place, yeah. it'll, it'll take off. If they don't, you know, it won't. So there's a few uh, points where it can fail. And very interestingly, uh, that in the early 1900s, Electric cars were the dominant uh, technology in uh, car technology. Before the internal be combustion engine. Yeah. Well, the combustion was running concurrently, okay. and then it became the dominant, and then electric cars disappeared. Amazing. Yeah. So you went to go and lecture on entrepreneurship. What yeah. were you there to teach? So I, I do a couple of topics. One of them was on, on the race corp model, and the other was on the characteristics of entrepreneurs. And whilst I was there, I'm busy doing this uh, lecture, and in there was a... Before you get to that part of the story, so just give me, you've got like five characteristics. This is what makes up a typical entrepreneur. What, very quickly, what, what sort of your five characteristics? So their level of flexibility, their level of resourcefulness, their perseverance, father issues, which I've spoken about on the show, mm. their positive uh, attitude, curious and, and a few others. Oh, yeah. I mean, the stuff quite, that we'd expect. Quite vanilla. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's, it's all relevant and all of those things are true mm. characteristics of entrepreneurs. But there's a guy sitting in the audience who goes, ah, uh -huh. think about it differently yeah. in true Oxford style. He calls me, afterwards he comes to me and he says, you know, it was very interesting. I love your angle. And what we, we see your angle is what we call the socialized path to entrepreneurship. So I look at him, he says, well, you know, you were exposed to uh, certain things and that's, you were socialized to become an entrepreneur. He says, but have you heard of the deviant path to entrepreneurship? What, like Al Capone? Uh, no. Well, sort of, sort okay. of, sort of, <laughs> sort of. So I said, uh, no, I haven't. So I said, yeah, well, what are you doing this afternoon? And I had a break and he said, come with me. And I sat with two of the profs and they took me through a, a paper which was uh, written a few years ago um, out of Canada entitled Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur? A Deviant Route to Entrepreneurship. And it was fascinating. Okay. So uh, how different then is the deviant route to your characteristics? Now, uh, parents, I think well, what you should do now is put your kids to bed. Uh, right That's exactly half an hour, <laughs> maybe yeah. an hour. But, yeah. uh, but seriously, I mean, for example, they, 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 took, um, they researched 22,000 kids from 11 years old and they followed them till they were early adults, till they were 2021. 20, and they uh, followed a couple of uh, paths that they took. So the one thing they found out is if your kids 
uh, if you're a kid in between 14 and 15 and you start smoking before 15, cigarettes before you're 15, you are far more likely to become an entrepreneur. Why? Because you're they, a rule breaker. You're, well, they, what, they, what they show is that there is no upside to deviant behavior. Um, so there's no, there's no commercial upside to deviant behavior to smoke cigarettes. So maybe if you wanted to become a, um, a drug lord, you know, you, there's an upside, you're going to make money. But to sit in the corner and smoke, there's no, there's no social upside. There's only social downside. So it is that, that rebel, that deviant behavior. Although kids who tend to smoke tend to go off and smoke in groups, mm-hmm. um, having observed this, yes. of course, from my school days. Um, and it became almost like a click thing where like-minded kids, rebellious, slightly naughty, get together. Now, I'm going through the names in my head and they've done rather well. <laughs> the, the, smokers, the smokers have done okay. They're not going to live long enough to enjoy it all, of course, because some of them still smoke. Mm. But, um, yeah, there's something in it. There's yeah. something in it. And, and what they, the way that they entered that question was, first of all, asking the, the, them if their friends smoked. And then they knew by default there was a high likelihood that they had smoked. Mm. So they definitely found the correlation if you're in a clique, as you said, that smokes, you're more likely to smoke as well. All right. So, so that sort of deviant behavior, I mean, smoking a cigarette isn't deviant, it's bad for health, but yeah. um, they call it deviant behavior. Under 15, you're more likely to end up as an entrepreneur. Interesting. Yeah. What else? Smoking dope, smoking marijuana. Um, so they, they asked if you have smoked marijuana, they took the adults and they said if you, if you have, um, there were the young adults, if you smoke marijuana at least once in the last 12 months, and then they followed that path, and yes, that once again had a higher probability of becoming an entrepreneur. Do you have to inhale? Bill Clinton became president of the United States. He said he didn't inhale. That's not in their research. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so but, but do, are smokers of ordinary cigarettes and smokers of dacha, do, is there a different sort of outcome or not? No, that, well, they basically had these seven characteristics and just said that if you have a, a number of these, you would follow a deviant path to entrepreneurship. You're okay. more li- likely to find... But I don't, I don't, the, the, the paper doesn't speak about the difference. Okay. All right. So smoking cigarettes or dope um, sets you on a path that mm. you're more likely to end up in running your own business. What else? Because nobody, nobody else wants to be around you because the smell of tobacco. Then they, then they asked, when you were in your teens, if you aspired to be an entrepreneur. And what they found is that if you aspired to be an entrepreneur in your early teens, then you were more likely to become an entrepreneur. Now, that might sound logical. But most kids, uh, when they're socializing at that time, want to, follow, want to become what they see. And very often that is a doctor, lawyer, or... Um, you ask your average six-year-old what you want to be, and it's going to be, certainly in the case of boys, it's going to be a rubbish truck driver, yeah. um, or, or in some cases maybe a pilot or whatever. But uh, that's a formal job. And then as kids grow, they see doctors um, drive nice cars. So maybe a doctor or an accountant, because accountants drive nice cars. Very few kids actually go, I'm willing to do without the nice stuff for a bit because I can see something different. Well, what they, what they showed in the piece of uh, research was the fact that you identified that you wanted to become meant it was sort of on your radar and that you would pick up information around it. And you would, you would 
those would become your role models and not the the sort of the pilot as you as you put it how important are parents in that process because if mom and dad are doctors maybe you been you put off being a doctor forever because you understand the blood and guts and the hard work and the hours and the and the call outs in the middle of the night you know what is the influence of of parents occupation on youngsters growing up this was a this was a long debate because there's two there's two or three different studies there must be more but that we discussed around this some show that if your parents are entrepreneurs you're far more likely to become this piece of research showed actually um, that there was no correlation between your parents being entrepreneurs and you being entrepreneurs because they found two sort of reactions one was I don't want to be like my parents which was the uh, rebel and the other was I do want to be like my parents because I want that. So they couldn't find a, an exact correlation okay. between that. All right. So so parents then don't really matter as much what? perhaps as the other role models you see. No, but they do because what they found is if your mom is involved in your school, in other words, she's part of the PTA or she's uh, uh, you know organizing the, f- the class trip or involved structurally in your, your school, you're far less likely to become an entrepreneur. So your parents can have Why? a new, Because they talk about a st- the, the concept of a structured upbringing, and the more structured your upbringing, the more involved, the more controlled your upbringing, the less likely you are to want to be independent because it's taken care of for you. Isn't that interesting? But then how does that correlate then with your idea about father issues? Because you, you talk about father issues when it comes to entrepreneurship. Now we've got mothers getting involved and being seen to be controlling within the school environment. Yeah. The, so, so this is really was around your st- structuring of your life. Yeah. Uh, where fathers, father issues is the fact that you never, ever are... Um, your father is not available to you emotionally or physically. You don't, so you never have an opportunity to prove yourself. And that is what drives you insane to prove yourself. The father issue is about proving yourself. This this particular mother issue is about constructing your life for you. I mean, is this pop psychology or is it true? Well, uh, well, it's as true as far as you know. Any research is 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 true. They go through the the research methodology. They talk about the cultural nuances in here. That this is a Canadian study, and it might not apply everywhere. They talk about contradictions in the literature sure. around this. So, but I thought it was incredibly interesting. Uh, the, the thought that there's a deviant path to entrepreneurship. Is this does this ring true with you? Were you a smoker? Um, that aspired to be an entrepreneur whose mother was involved in the PTA and now you work in a bank. Alon Rays is with me in studio this evening, the chief executive of Rays Corp. He's been to Oxford University in England where he went to lecture on uh, entrepreneurship and the characteristics of um, what makes up an entrepreneur. And he's got his his list and he's got his characteristics. But then, (coughs) I beg your pardon, he was taught about deviant entrepreneurs and smoking that's why I coughed because it was just I was getting into character. Um, by smoke, if you're a smoker at a young age, you're more likely to become an entrepreneur. Maggie and Table View, does that hold true with you? It holds true, Bruce, and I think you should have another cigarette because you're coughing away there. <laughs> no, well, see, that's maybe I'm <laughs> coughing because I don't. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you smoke, and your husband smokes, and you run your own businesses. Yes, we do. And um, so you, you listen to the role of the deviant path. Uh, to entrepreneurship. Was it just regular tobacco? <laughs> it's just regular tobacco. Nothing to put us on a, 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 a nice high. No, <laughs> it's just being deviant, really. Okay. Did you always aspire, both of you, to run your own businesses? As, as yes, youngsters? absolutely. You know, it's uh, that 
I'm so tired of enriching others. I just want to do it for myself. And then the other one, was your mom a member of the PTA when you were growing no, up? No, neither of our moms were. You see, you, it worked. It's all true. It's all true. <laughs> Maggie, a table view. Fabulous call. Thank you very much. Nao in Honeydew, you got a question for us. Good evening. Yeah, um, I just wanted to find out, you know, where, 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 where do you think I would fall? The deepest route? Because I, I don't smoke. Um, I only just recently found out who my father was. I mean, I'm 30 now. Um, and I don't smoke and I don't have an MBA. In fact, I've only got on the trick. But I, I run a personnel services business that's based in, 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 in Ravonda, and it makes a healthy sum. Um, I, I, you know, I'm trying to... Can't find out. I mean, biologically, my father is a very, very strong businessman, my biological father, but absolutely no relationship. Uh, my mother passed away when I was pretty young. I was raised by my grandmother. She definitely did not have the opportunity to be on the PTA forum. She had a thing to five. So, I mean, you know, what kind of, which, which would be the biological uh, 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 route? Now, you're a superstar. Thank you so much because you feed very nicely into, I think, your next point. And that is so many people who go into into business for themselves, and Naos tells us he doesn't have an MBA, he's got just a matric. Matric's great. Yeah. Because it forces you to think on your feet. You don't have the qualification to lean on to get you into corporate, so you have to make your own plan. And that's mm. one of the paths, the deviant sort of paths, as they call it, in, into business. So Nao fits the profile very well. Yeah, lower levels of education, not finishing college, starting, not finishing um, those kind of uh, stories that we know from the uh, our, our Zuckerbergs and uh, Gates, etc. Those guys dropped out of university because, but they were also products of a particular period in history mm. where the technology was available or it was evolving. They saw the opportunity. I, mean, they're, they're, I think it's oh man, is it uh, the there are a couple of studies done on this where had Gates been born five years earlier mm. or five years later we wouldn't have windows because he was born in a particular period and was perfectly positioned at that point to use his skills to grow. Yeah. The other thing that I picked up from Nao's uh, call was uh, the father issue. So, you know, he's... This fits into your characteristics. of. Well, there's many characteristics. And by the way, there's no such thing as an entrepreneur. When you look at what they call the psychological typology of an entrepreneur, you cannot say that if you have these 10 or don't have these 10, you either are or not. No, absolutely not. But they're they're just predictors of which way you would go. So Nao followed uh, some of my path. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, by the way, I don't smoke either. (laughs) <laughs> I never have. You've, you've done okay. You've done okay. Um, mm. Then, and possibly the most telling of all, and I find this the most interesting, it's the kind of sport you played as a youngster, which is going to be a predictor as to whether or not you go yoo-hoo team player, mm. um, kumbaya, around the campfire at the company's annual party, or whether you go it alone. So they looked at uh, team sports uh, like basketball um, or individual sport. And it's, you know, when you think about it, it makes sense. But uh, you would think that team players would do very well. What they found. Team players do do well they, in, in, in pinstripe corporate. That's right. And, and, and what they found there was the, the way that they were socialized in the team, there were two things is that they had to listen to a boss, i.e., the coach and that they had to play a position, i.e. forward or defense or whatever the case may be. So that was your role, and you had to play your role in a team, and you all played together. Entrepreneurs don't do that too well. So they looked at the, the individual sports like uh, tennis and found that there was a higher 
probability if you specialized in an individual sport that you would become an entrepreneur. But if you're a smoking deviant of dope and you're never going to be a great tennis player, I see some, I see some contradictions <laughs> in there. But it's absolutely fascinating to see um, just the way in which academics try to classify this sort of stuff and try to find different ways of understanding what happens in the minds of people who are more individualistic in their outlook and to approach life differently from people who, who sit in a company taking a salary um, and, and hope for, hoping for a 13th check. You know what stood out for me when I was um, uh, there? I went for dinner with a couple of the profs, and they asked me a whole bunch of questions. And I was talking, and they asked me this question, this question, and then the one turns to the other, he said, oh, that's typical gamma what, what model. Typical gamma watt model. Gamma watt what model, and I wrote it down, and then they start talking, and so that's another model. And then I went and got, I was so predictable to these guys, it was actually quite depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes predictability yeah. gives certainty. Yeah. Alon Ray, it's nice to see you, Chief Executive of Ray's Corp this evening, and also an occasional lecturer at Oxford University.